are you a co-founder together with John of Arc? Of what? Uh, of the uh, Portal to Ascension? No, I founded Portal to Ascension in 2008. And then I met Joan in 2012. And then she started working like closer with Portal to Ascension last year. Ah, okay. So you yeah. are the original anchor. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, Joan, Joan's been like a, one of my best friends for since 2012. And then we, so we've done different projects with each other, but now we like, we pretty much work full-time with each other. Phenomenal. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So we're actually up here in Shasta. We're up here in Shasta right now for three months, brainstorming, coming up with projects and, you know, figuring out the next step is, is what we're doing. Wow. Excellent. Mm -hmm. All right. Ready to go live? Ready to go live. Absolutely. Born ready. <laughs> The live stream just timed out, so it's going to take me two more minutes. I got to reset this. And it goes live on YouTube, Facebook. Uh -huh. Yeah, just on YouTube right now because we can't we can't stream to our Facebook right now. Okay, so good. just on YouTube. Just on YouTube, beautiful. So did you say you're in Arizona? Yes, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, Phoenix, yes. Mm -hmm. But originally I'm from Germany, from the south of Germany. Oh, when did you move? Uh, 1994. Yeah, 1994, oh, yeah. I, I played a part in uh, Birth in the World Wide Web uh, uh -huh. as a web designer pioneer. And then I went into mm -hmm. energy medicine and yeah. so the the intersection technology community um i mean uh, creativity spirituality humanity that's that's the key beautiful what, so what year what year did you make that shift 1994 i arrived in 1994 um in the nick of time before, you know the, the world wide web was launched in october 1994 and, and we were actually mm -hmm. launching the first online magazine netscape 1.0 Wow. Yep. I had a, I did an incredible master's piece uh, in uh, Germany, um, Fishing for the Heavenly Body. I simulated the world by web before it actually existed. And it, and wow. it related the seven stairs to heaven with the seven layers of the ISO internet. Wow, that's so amazing. I have an understanding of the synthetic web and the organic web. So that's something that we can also talk about mm. because it relates to the bifurcation of timelines. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk All right, about I'm going to try this again. Here we go. Take two. There we go. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Checking that we're live. Yes, we are. Hi everybody, this is Neil with Portal to Ascension. So good to be here with you all today and coming live again. And today I have an amazing guest um, coming up in a little bit here, but you see the title, I've called it Navigating the Fourth Dimension, but we're gonna be speaking about multiple things and um, especially the fourth, the whole title in general, something I'm very curious about, about the, the difference between the fourth dimension, the fifth dimension based on physics, mathematics, and then also esoteric wisdom. So. We're gonna have a conversation today and I'm gonna get the opportunity to introduce you to Sabine. Just before we bring her on, I'm gonna just make a couple of announcements. We have a couple of events coming up at Portal to Ascension. The first main announcement actually is that we're in the process of releasing an, our new website, a completely new platform that has been in the works for over two years now, like literally development in the works hardcore. And um, we've added another few thousand hours of footage we have more documentaries. It's, it's a much robust platform than we currently have. We even have a retreats area and an online courses area. And that's going to be launched 
by the end of next week. So we're almost there. If you want to, you know, check it out or um, be connected to the release, go ahead to and go to portal2ascension.org. You can sign up there and then we'll send out all the um, all the information. We're going to have this whole entire launch party basically like a week or two from now. And we're going to send out access to everybody who joins the email list. And then after that, our apps are coming out on Android and on iPhone. So those will be released probably by the end of this year. And hopefully by our conference next year, April 2023, we'll also be on Roku. So we got some big things coming up at Portal to Ascension. I'm going to take a moment here and just share my screen. I want to share with you this upcoming conference. I'm extremely excited to be um, putting on together with Alan Steinfeld and Joan of Angels is also helping me put this on. And we are now going live again to live in-person events. So this is the Portal to Ascension Conference. We were live in 2018, we were live in 2019, and then we went online for a couple of years. And now we're actually coming back and we're gonna be in San Diego, California. So this is April 21, 22, 23 of next year. And just to show you some, we haven't even officially launched this entirely. We're right now just like finalizing everything with the speakers and the venue. So the launch is like pretty much happening now. Um, we're gonna send an email out next week, but this is gonna be over 25 speakers here, three days, post-conference workshops. We have JJ Desiree Hurtak, Robert Schock, Carolyn Corey, Adam Apollo, Lyndon Moulton Howe, Robert Edward Grant, who's next level sacred geometry awareness um, in regards to ancient civilizations. Michael Cremo, Forbidden Archaeology, The Stargate Experience, Lori Spagna. Not only will we have epic presentations, we're going to also have a Kirtan, we'll have a didgeridoo show, post-conference workshops, um, an after party. So it's going to be an extremely exciting event. If you get a chance to come out, please do, and it's ascensionconference.com, or you can go to, uh, actually go to ascensionconference.com, and if you can attend live, then you can go ahead and join the live stream. So check it out over there. All right, everybody. So let's go ahead and introduce our panelists today, our guests for today. I'm extremely excited to be bringing on Sabine for the first time on a portal to Ascension. And Sabine Messner is a visionary futurist and 5D mentor, empowering awakening leaders to be in business with this sacred calling. Combining her sole purpose branding approach with epigenetic human design, gene keys, and cutting edge business and marketing guidance, Sabine helps her clients thrive as a divinely inspired entrepreneurial stewards of the new earth. An award-winning Wired Magazine designer, she blends 30 plus years in arts, visual communication, and marketing with extensive studies of quantum healing and indigenous cross-cultural energy modalities. Sabine's approach is equally enlightening and down to earth. Her latest book is Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing, 25 Days to Transform Your Life Using Human Design. Sabine holds an MA in visual communication from Berlin University of the Arts and is the founder of Soul Purpose Branding and Soul Purpose Wealth. So I'm extremely excited, everybody, to introduce you to Sabine. Sabine, thank you so much for being here with me. Neil, it's such an honor. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me uh, and also fitting me into your launch schedule. Congratulations on, on, on really growing the platform, growing the movement and being such a pillar of light and anchor here. This is amazing. Thank you so much. It feels good to, you know, be taking the next step in what we're creating here. So thank you for seeing that. So I'm curious, okay, this is your first time in Portal to Ascension. We just had our first conversation a couple of days ago. And something I'd like to start out with is um, how was your journey to this awakening moment for you? Like, did you, was it a, a rough start? Did you have family members that were religious? Was this something that was um, available to you and you were open to express yourself and feel whatever you had to at an early childhood? Or was there like a milestone moment that really helped shift you into the, doing the work you do now? Wow, that is a beautiful kind of beginning to, to explore this. Um, I really feel very, very blessed um, that I've actually um, been really feeling like in the saddle, you know, especially in the, in the last couple of years, um, you know, so many people were saying like, could you have ever imagined that this would happen here in the United States? Could you have ever imagined that we are finding ourselves at this, you know, bifurcation with this amount of division where people 
are literally living in totally different realities. It's even beyond belief systems. And, and I always say to that, yes, I, I actually was imagining that. I was in fact preparing myself for essentially my entire life, but likely also many, many, many lifetimes to not mm. be caught up in the deception and the dissolution. Um, I grew up in um, Germany. My parents were uh, um, children uh, uh, during the Second World War and, uh, and they were really so beautiful as parents. They really allowed me a lot of freedom. Uh, we grew up on the, I grew up in the country, on the countryside and I've always had a mystical life. I was never actually sort of like entering, if you so will, the system. Um, I was always kind of sort of at the fringes in, in, in that sense. And that really allowed me to stay in quote unquote intact, intact with my true nature, my essence. And, and, and I've always been able to sort of really um, avoid certain soul losses or certain, you know, sort of corruptions, you know, in my being, um, because I, I, I was sort of like navigating, um, you know, for the most part, never really fully entering the system. And what do I mean with the system? The nine to five, you know, this whole thing about the, you have to have the career path and you have to do certain things. I, I sort of really refused to do that. I studied out um, in the eighties and um, basically really um, was from the very beginning pursuing sort of what we now know as uh, part of the freedom entrepreneur movement, the transformational movement, essentially, how can I live a life as a creator soul um, creating my own reality that was always at the sensual sort of quest of my my life so in that sense the ascension journey um, the hardship uh, to sort of like not be caught up in it um, I experienced that in my 20s in my 30s at every junction where normally you kind of sort of make that surrender you know I I, I found a way out I kept found finding sort of a way out um, so in that sense, I really, it wasn't a hard journey for me here. It was actually sort of a, yeah, a lifelong preparation, if that makes any sense. That's, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. That's very interesting because I'm most curious about, you know, how people got to where they are. And it makes sense that if you were able to really stay in this energy, like at an early age and continue that, just the level of evolution and the confidence you get in what you're creating, I would only feel just becomes more solid, right? Like you exactly. get to embody it in every single level and not not has have so many inhibitions to fight through because you know, you've been cultivating it for so long. I wanna kind of give this, give a uh, very sort of precise uh, um, example of, of, of one of those choice points where, you know, I really bow to my little girl, um, I bow to my young teenager self, and especially also to this young, young, young woman. Um, everybody knows about the Saturn return, right? Around 28. That Saturn return, I was supposed to get married to the first love of my life. Uh, you know, I lived in Berlin at the time, the, the wall had just fallen. And uh, because I was so good in what I was studying in visual communication, I was basically on a path to become a professor of new media. So I had an academic career in front of myself. It was all laid out. It was all laid out. I had the path of like, you know, I'm going to get married to this you know, our teacher, we're going to have children, you know, that was a timeline that I could kind of sort of like journey on and I could see where that would have ended. And I had to literally abort that. And when I say abort, I literally feel like it was a very, very, very difficult thing for me to do. It included two years of tears and, and basically saying like, I love, I love that timeline but it is not my optimal timeline. It is not my optimal timeline because it's already pre-programmed and I would now be divorced and I would live a whole different life. And yes, I would be struggling with the Ascension portal invitation right now tremendously. So I, in quote unquote, preemptively took on um, the emotional brunt, if you saw. The same thing happened to me around 2017. 
all of a sudden I could feel that metal taste of the matrix kind of gearing up the wheels churning, you know, for what we're now sort of like in the midst of, or perhaps even coming to that peak experience too. And so for two years, I found myself in a fetal position, 2017, 2018, those were brutal years for me, even into um, the first part of 2019. I mourned, I cried. I mean, I think back and I, I feel emotional. However, now I thrive. So the suffering that we're seeing right now in the collective, I'm trying to always, and I'm not trying, I, I just, it's how I am designed as a timeline keeper, as a timeline, you know, seer. I see what's coming and I preemptively process that in my emotional body so that I can continue to stay in an uplifting leadership position and stabilize. That's also my role as I've discovered that in astrology, in my Akasha, in my human design, in my jinkies, I, I, I can see that I can actually hold that pillar, hold that anchor. And so this is, uh, these are two examples of, of how, how, how it's not an avoidance, it's not a bypassing. I'm actually very aware of spiritual bypass. It's actually what I would call a front loading or reverse engineering, but that's how I operate. Mm. Okay, so front loading, reverse engineering, could you just elaborate on the, what you mean by that for a second? So um, when we're seeing into the future, which, you know, I really, I have that gift of soul sight, multidimensional soul sight. Right. So of course you were talking about seeing in the future and processing yes. things that are going to come in now, right? Ingle, exactly. Seeing into the future. Now, the future has different timelines. You know, there's always different possibilities, right? And so when I journey and I see into the future, I, I always look at the most optimal timeline for the highest good of all. And when I can sort of make that connection to that timeline, then it's about, you know, stabilizing that timeline and connecting that trajectory point, essentially with the who I am, you know, where am I right now? Who, I, who am I right now? And then when we have that connection, then we can actually bring that timeline in. It's almost like a zooming in. It's a zooming in of the future that you wish to experience versus getting caught up in all of this confusion and all of the maze of all of these different timelines and agendas coming at us, you know, mm -hmm. a million miles an hour. So this goes into, you know, the whole concept of fourth dimension. Now that you spoke about timelines, I think it's a perfect segue for us to talk about some dimensional physics and time because you're you know we titled this navigating the fourth dimension and from my understanding you know as i was doing like i did a, a presentation on um, sound frequency in relation to quantum physics and in there um, i went with the the approach that the fourth dimension could actually be time and that the tesseract being the geometry of the fourth dimension is kind of like a portal so like if we're third dimensional beings right we uh, in the third dimension we aren't aware. We aren't aware. We created all basically, and then in the fourth dimension, is the time dimension. We become masters of time, and that's when time, as we know it, linearity starts breaking down. That was my whole take on it. So, with all that, what what do you feel the fourth dimension is, and how does it connect to time? I completely agree with you, Neil. Yes, I completely agree. Gosh, I wish I would have had a little link here to actually see the tesseract in motion. Um, what I have seen when we really you know, everybody's like talking about 5D, but what I've seen and we're really, really honing into the 4D and really savoring this ascension moment. The 4D is so tied to the ascension or the descension, right? The evolution or the devolution, right? So, so this is so important, even more, more important at this, you know, junction of evolution than the 5D. And most of us don't really have enough of that understanding of what is that 4D. And you just mentioned the Tesseract. I don't know if you can Google uh, while, while, while we're- I actually on. have it in my presentation and my presentation up. So look, this is- Oh my almost. gosh. Yes, let's, let's let people see the Tesseract because the Tesseract, there it is. When you see it in the animation, oh, I have it in my presentation all the time. And just looking at the animation is so eye-opening. What we're basically seeing and every, every dimension is a squaring of the previous dimension. So. The, the third dimension is a cube, a cube, a cube, a cube. And this is also where we can say this is the prison, 
planet. This is also the mind programming. We are we have been in a very very confined cube container, mm. you know. And there's all all these associations, you know, to, to the black cube and on and on and on. So now that we're looking at the tesseract, we're looking at the square, uh, the cube squared. So that's what you see inside of this animation, the 3D cube. And then this is actually sort of like a sort of like a stretching of the cube. However, it doesn't really go anywhere. It is like an elevator that goes up and down, just like an elevator shaft. So the Tesseract is a wormhole of time. It's a it's where we're actually invited to go into a time channel, a time wormhole. And we need to know what elevator floor we need to get out of, we want to get out of, because it, it, it will warp you. It, it's a time warp. It's also connected to the shapeshifter fourth dimensional realm out of which we were always essentially manipulated, controlled, guided, whatever you want to call it. Even mm. our angelic guides you know, have, have come to us through 4D. And the lower 4D mm. are associated with the lower astral, which is, you know, so those lower floors in the elevator shaft you know you know we don't want to necessarily go to get out on those these days uh there's a lot going on there um but we need to kind of really stay in this elevator shaft that's how i see it and that is the fourth dimension wow you're speaking my language sabine seriously <laughs> this is like this is the tesseract is the key to my heart you know <laughs> the tesseract is the key to mine as well neil and even look at the Avengers series, you know, the, the, the whole timeline wars, <laughs> we are in a timeline war. The whole timeline wars begin with this one scene where they say, oh, the Tesseract has awoken. The Tesseract has awoken. Mm -hmm. And it's a blue square, you know, in the Avengers movie. Uh, exactly. And we keep it science, science fiction, but we live in the science fiction and we have to be the superheroes, you know, rescuing right. our highest timeline. Yes. So like, so everything you said, I feel goes hand in hand with what I, I, I also feel it is. It's basically, it's a, a matrix construct of the time loop. Indeed. Yes. You know, we're yeah. literally watching how this matrix cycle is working. And how like it warps people's perspective. So imagine right now, if you can kind of um, imagine as a viewer that you are inside of this religion. So in uh, this religion, I'm saying in, inside of the 3D, uh, you yeah. know, religion, science, trust the science, trust this, trust that. This is how it is. You know, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, all of these belief systems, all of this conditioning has held us in this. Exactly. There it is. Thank you. Yes, so we are so conditioned that we are basically in this mind box, this left brain, you know, mind box. And we, 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 we even to the, to the degree where we say history repeats itself because it repeated itself for 260,000 years and 26,000 years cycle again and again and again and again. Mm. There's nothing new under the sun. That's the 3D for you. But now we are in a paradigm changing space between the two paradigms and mm -hmm. this is where the 4d is really something that we have to understand how to navigate so if you let's just say this is a wall in the third dimension of cube this is a wall you can say okay this is how it is this is how it's always been i absolutely can rely on this wall so then what happens in the tesseract is like whoa and it goes up around and then it comes around like this. And it's like literally when Alice went down the rabbit hole. This is exactly mm. that 4D. We're in the rabbit hole. Down the wormhole, down we the rabbit hole. Follow the white rabbit. There it is. There it is. <laughs> we don't even need to go any. We don't need to fall into rabbit hole. We're already in it right we now. We are so in it. Kitchen yeah. sink, kitchen sink included. I mean. I mean, like everything. And it's like, so, oh, this is safe, or this is right, or this is left, yeah, yeah. or this is right, or this is up and down. No, it's not. It's like warping and shaping. And if right. you allow that warping shapeshifter sort of, you know, mush, essentially, this chaos, this entropy, yeah. you know, to get the better of you, then that's where you end up in a lot of turmoil, a lot of chaos. The economic system is getting warped, and oh my gosh, yeah. it is 
affecting the very fa fabric of our reality, of our right. reality, everything left, nothing left untouched, reproduction, gender, society, global cultures, everything, everything. So this is where we take a stand as a multidimensional soul and we are in that soul shaft as the pillars of light and we make sure that those that are in vibrational harmony and congruency come with us to those higher elevator exits mm. and they will be there will be elevator exits so elevator exits out of the fourth dimension is that what it is okay so are we in the fourth dimension now because dimension is time and we're within it right i so. believe and this is so difficult to prove you know i i would be also interested what you what you have kind of conceived here but what i believe is that the entire earth planet including the moon and possibly even the entire milky way is actually in the 40. i believe that in our entire star system is right now in the fourth dimension because the Venus, the planets, all of those heavenly bodies, those heavenly beings, you yeah. know, Gaia herself, oh my God, talk about trauma and abuse and whatnot, you know, she's right there with us. So we are in this 4D. And from what I'm understanding when I'm looking at the timelines, that there is a 3D simulation, the simulation inside of the simulation, the new hologram. So that is a 3D we shouldn't be calling it Earth because it actually has nothing to do with Earth. It's just sort of like a, a 3D simulation connected to this concept of Earth. But I actually see that Gaia, the actual planetary system, along with also the ascension protocols for the planets, are actually going to be liberated, which is which is correct. They need to. We need to have our birthrights executed, including also our, the birthright of our our great mother. Right. It's interesting you're saying a simulation. So I'm curious about that. So this is the organic one that we're in, right? And you're saying that there's a simulated version of it. Well, I believe that two, two worlds are being um, birthed in form right now. One is actually the organic timeline. That mm -hmm. would be the 5D timeline. But, you know, I can't help but also see that synthetic timeline. And that is actually right, right. facing and racing ahead. So I do see that simulation timeline, the synthetic timeline, the AI timeline, et cetera, et cetera. I see that forming as well, simultaneously. Mm. So it's in the beginning, it was like you're on the freeway, right? And, and, and you're, going, you're going in the same direction, so it seems. But then there's right. at some point sort of like a divide. And then all of a sudden, the freeways go like this, right? They go like this. And before you know it, like you are completely in two different sort of worlds and that's vibrations. yes and vibrations exactly the vibrations the key to it right yeah so that's the whole splitting of the world theory you know that's been around for quite some time and it was a, in 2012 they were talking about it a lot right that basically fourth fourth density positive fourth density negative was what it was called back then and i don't know if people still say that but basically we would evolve to a point where vibratory frequency of groups of people on the planet are so inherently different that some sort of like cataclysm or something in order to show a vibrational shift will occur. And basically we both, all souls go to different versions of that planet. You know? I, I would agree with that. Yes, I was very much yeah. feeling that uh, galactic harmonic uh, portal between 12-12-2012 and 12-21-2012. And this is actually when the Soul Purpose Wealth Vision came through for me. You can talk about that a little later, but, but, um, but yes, the 40, 40 positive and 40 negative. And Dolores Cannon has been mm -hmm. a really, really big anchor for me when I was really feeling that myself. And I have woken up um, in 2018, really feeling that split of the timelines, like literally, I mean, it was a theory, it was a concept. And then, you know, it was actually 9-11, 2018, when I woke up and I literally went like, I don't, you know, the timelines for humanity have been have, have split. And I've been watching mm -hmm. these freeways kind of going into completely different, different maybe dimensions ultimately even. Right now it's a world, it's a world, a world creation process. Right, right. So okay, so one two one thing I want to show you though is um, you know, you did ask me, you'll be curious about my take on the fourth dimension. And 
I kind of feel I'm in alignment of what you shared, but there's this little graph here I wanted to show you. Yes, please. I, um... All right. So to everybody on the podcast, sorry if you can't you can't see this, but you can check it out on youtube.com slash portal to ascension. And we'll I'll I'll also explain it here. So this graph at the bottom here, Sabine. So the whole concept within physics of dimensions is that three dimensions means length, width, and height, right? So the fourth dimension is an object being placed within three dimensions. So basically there is no physicality or manifestation in just three dimensions. When you get the fourth dimension, you get a location placed in space and time, you know? So that's basically the whole concept of this Milky Way galaxy, like you said, could be in the fourth dimension because it's a space-time um, galaxy. And these, these are just my thoughts. I'm still trying to figure out. I haven't really had any discussions with people about this, but you know, based on my own research, I kind of feel that this is more on point as in what's going on in the fourth dimension. I, this is brilliant. I love that you did. You create this uh, chart, or yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, interesting. So you are actually saying something really profound, y'all. Wow, this is a new, because I've been fascinated with this and, and there's hardly really good information about it's like a totally underdeveloped, scientifically underdeveloped, under-discussed topic, right? So we have right. to kind of almost like remember or intuit our, our way into this. I'm deeply fascinated with this as well. So I believe that what you, what you have just said here if I hear this correctly, is that in the 3D world, we actually lived in a simulation in the mind because we actually didn't have the physicality. We were living in a, well, the hologram projection perhaps, right? Mm -hmm. But in 4D, we actually return perhaps to that, you know, like you said, an object in space, the time space, the time space, reality may actually give us the the true body the true earth body that's yeah. amazing yeah because ultimately when we shift dimensions we're going closer to source right yes. so the more the closer we get to source the more real everything becomes wow that is absolutely profound yes and the linear time so in 3d everything is essentially a form of logic okay so uh we have the polarity zero and one and then we have this like linear thinking linear time like this whole idea you know that we have to sort of like develop space travel and this that and the other is all based on linear this idea of linear right. time right if this then that if this then that so when people are still in 3d the way that you would argue or the way that you would think is like i can't do x y and z because i need x y and z or you know, I can't do this because I don't have that. So these are all these conditions inside of the logic right. simulation, right, that keep you entrapped and stuck. When you actually go into 4D and then you operate in what we call, you know, time-space continuum where the, the past, the future, and the present is here now. Mm -hmm. The only question is, who are you? Where are you? And what turns you on you know what mm -hmm. turns you on in terms of your soul's evolution you know what do you want to create and then you literally can grab it out of that time space mm -hmm. continuum like from the shelf yes. you can get all of the resources because you have come from wholeness and you can return to wholeness should you allow yourself this incredible remembrance process mm. beautifully said thank you so I want to get into talking about your book now, about your chapter in the book. And you have more than one book out, right? You have your own book that you actually published as well, or do you have so more than a couple? Neil, no, I have not written my own book. I am such yeah. a slow um, uh, writer. I love writing, actually, uh, but I, it takes me forever to, to because my complex sort of uh, supercomputer brain, <laughs> I over-engineer every sentence, so it takes me a long time. But I, but I have contributed chapters to the Human Design book and also the Awakening Star Seeds Volume 3, Dreaming into the Future. So Radha had me at, at Hello, we are soul family. Um, her mom and Radha, we go back to Lemuria, Atlantis, and we have found each other again. We're very, very joyous to be reunited. And when Radha 
revealed the title dreaming into the future i was like okay i'm in that one because that's what i've been you know that's what my whole life's work is all about i want to help people to remember who they are so we can dream the highest future into reality mm. and what is your chapter about i know you talk about the fourth dimension in there but you have all these different sections of it and you really go deeper than that so could you kind of give us a summary of what you cover in the book yes oh my gosh okay so i'm actually taking people on a as you read this the chapter it's only 2500 words i'm taking uh, readers on a visceral experiential journey nothing too intellectual right of how you navigate from 3d to 40 and ultimately into 5d and how you're feeling when you're in 3d and how you're feeling when you're in 40 and then what op what opens up in that fifth dimension and so my tone changes uh the perspective changes the intensity changes it's 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 literally um in a sense a soul journey um uh of the collective and and leaving you ultimately in 5d there is no collective mm -hmm. in 5d it is you and god and creation that's it and so we're getting out of that quantum entanglement in 4d specifically which is also connected to the mind it has to do with the dimension of the mind so the time and the mind to me you know are interconnected in 4d i don't know if mm -hmm. you have an opportunity to um bring up the uh, chapter where I could read a little bit about about the beginning uh, because it really the beginning is a is a powerful invocation yes, for yes. athletes awakening awakening souls to really um the key here is in 3d you have to make it through the this 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 inferno it is it feels like an inferno of the soul we're burning we're we're mm. burning uh, because of the acceleration of frequency and 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 there are these firewalls uh, you said in 3D. this is in mm -hmm. 3d yeah in 3d you know to get out of 3d we have to get past firewalls uh very very deep, deeply <laughs> ingrained firewalls and so it's a burning it's a burning uh to kind of last through there <laughs> mm. so i have your book up here did you want to read the first chapter or what part of it did you want to, um, want me to pull? Well, it is just the chapter, but I could read a little, a little beginning, um, the beginning there here. Ah, oh, beautiful. I, have a, I, I read some of it too. I have a, a favorite quote, so I'll read that later. Yes. Here right, we are. Okay, so only in the darkness can you see. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Here we are at the edge of the world as we know it. Titans of old thundering in the skies like tornadoes the bedrock of thoroughly established realities is crumbling rumbling crumbling gushing open century old belief systems are falling apart like rubble below our feet pulverized into vanishing dust a thousand shades of grayish lights lies like ghosts engulfing millions of souls in smokescreen mirrors into infinity shiny spells casting civilizations into the ultimate dissolution of all illusions as if we hadn't had enough but no there's more kool-aid to drink from this grand unleashing fire hose every day like clockwork another globally orchestrated agenda swarm is released more bad news more white noise and plenty of nonsense to make everyone dizzy the failure of this system the collapse of that sector the cataclysmic decline of that country the destruction of that nation Global communities get steered around and around from this side to that angle and back around, emerged into a collective soup of distraction, exhaustion, fear, and worry, the perfect recipe for one disaster compounding onto another. We've all been prepared for this all too familiar doomsday scenario. It's a strange, eerie relief. Sweet surrender into the inevitable, Mr. Smith, and the inevitable. Let this never-ending matrix nightmare, we've all grown tired to be finally done in one big bang as it began. Algorithms come to the rescue, monitoring from all directions, medicating mental upsets and sanitizing our every thought with kindness. Artificial skynets measure our every footprint. After all, we are the carbon humans, looters destroyers of this earth plane, which must be saved from ourselves. Quantum computers power the new metaverse, shuffling well-meaning people 
like herds into virtual safe havens. For your safety and security and the survival of our planet, let us imprint and imprison you so we can control your destiny and that of your children as we cultivate the optimal rainbow reproduction inside our virtual petri dishes. Nothing left untouched, nothing left sacred, everything, every single living thing uploaded into zeros and ones, shipped, traced, tracked, and barcoded like animals trapped in breeding factories or zoos, like vegetables rounded up and robotized greenhouse farms and turned into patented GMO crops. Why would the greed that rules the world stop at our front doors? Notification sounds of hell turn into synthetic smelter fumes, star seeds torched in the sight of unspeakable untruths, burning up in flames, incinerating infinite, infinite layers of separation and distortion, excruciating torture. It's the eye and thumb of the soul. Until that exquisite moment when it all becomes still and quiet, then we remember who we are and why we are here. As the earth's crust is cracking from all the fracking, so is our shower of protection. Scorched a million fold, we turn to titanium. Our core is untouchable. As the world is disintegrating, we are reintegrating. Starseeds, locked and loaded. Born from the ashes, we did not come here to go up in flames. We did not train for thousands of lifetimes to sell our soul, the most precious assets of all there is and will ever be. And by God, we did not come to buy into the same old stories. Oh no, we came to see and see it all the way through. First we ache, then we arg. We receive revelations our loved ones can't conceive. Like vessels of love, we hold archetypal space for the rebirth of the crystalline humans. We originate from love. We come from source. We are the Alps, archetypal liberators, dancing with swirling timelines at the brink of the abyss. We're the Alps, chain breakers of enslavement, lifting bedrocks of fear and oppression. We are the Alps, round bridges to the golden age, anchoring humanity's highest trajectories. We are the Alps, eternal angelic torchbearers, igniting each other's flames. We're coming home and we're coming in hot. <laughs> so this is a little bit of that 3d feeling that you know is that that you know gives us that thrust to mm -hmm. launch us into that 4d such a beautiful chapter i mean that's just the beginning of it there's there's a lot more so for everybody who wants to check it out um i pinned the link in the chat and saw some description and yeah, that, I mean, that chapter straight up, I mean, I have chills right now, you know, like it was, you called out a lot of the things that are happening on the planet and then really funneled it into the mission. Like that's, this is what we're into here for. You know? Yes. Yeah. And seeing and, it all the way through and not getting stuck in that. We don't want to get stuck in that terror. And that's the 3D. That's the graduation from the 3D. Yes. When, you, when you can actually shed that fear body. We have as humans, we have such core trauma oh my god mm -hmm. we are so traumatized and so the trauma <laughs> response is like oh it didn't happen it's not so bad or oh, that can't be you know it it feeds right into the deception and the spiritual bypassing or the physical bypassing what have you but when we are mm -hmm. actually really burning that trauma body off what happens is that courage and that emotional neutrality that brings us up that scale of consciousness so I'm also, as we're reading that chapter, the voice changes, we're going into 4D and then ultimately into 5D. It is a completely different emotional vibration, a completely different language. Everything is shifted and it's literally as above, so below. And we can kind of bring that in from the top as well. So the 4D journey is from the bottom up, graduating from 3D. And at the same time, also from the top down, being the pillars of light. So that ties in what we were speaking about earlier, Neil, with the front loading, right? And reverse engineering. So have your 5D goal in mind, but please graduate from 3D and help us navigate and stabilize that 4D birthing canal because it is a birthing canal of our fifth dimensional Earth. Mm. And possibly even the whole star system as we have the planetary constellations inside of us. Look at your jinkies, look at your human design, look at your astrology. You have the constellation. It's crazy, huh? Yeah, we are very, very, very essentially <laughs> the universe right here, man. This is the oh my God, 5D. That's the biggest trip. Because like, 
it is all a reflection of us. And it's not just like an esoteric metaphoric principle. It's a literal concept that, you know, that even if you go to the nucleus and the atom and subatomic particles, they're all little solar systems. Like everything outside of us is a reflection of what's going within. And um, it's just amazing. And I do feel that our solar system is is ascending along with us, right? And I, I it can't possibly be any other way. The architecture, I'll, so this is another thing when I was tapping into this, like, wow, first we ache, then we arc. And the arc is exactly that bridge, right? That bridge from here to where we want to be. That's the arc, right? The arc. Mm. And architecture, architecture, this is returning to the celestial architecture. Yeah. So, yeah, and it, and it really takes, it takes a village. I mean, mathematically, we, we heard about the 144,000 that's a mathematical, you know, sort of, I guess, formula, I guess. But every single human that can liberate themselves, graduate from 40, find them fun even in 40. There's a lot of fun. There's so much adventure, yeah. avenger, adventure to be had. I'm actually mm. having a really, really, I'm having a better time than, 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 than before all of this. As it was still gearing up, I was in my trauma body. Oh my gosh, I was I was so hardcore in my trauma body. I'm so happy I, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> we gotta have a I think we should do a series of interviews, Sabine, because I would love to get into many other topics with you too, because there's so oh, many real. you know wow, and transcending your trauma body and like how you did that when it was, all that stuff, you know. Cause it's really like, yeah, when we a lot of us are doing this work and we're still within that, but when you completely liberate yourself from that trauma body, like, oh my god, this is a whole different reality in the universe. Right. You're riding, you're riding the wave, and um, and everything is just a reflection and a lesson for you to completely expand and connect more, you know. And I've been on both levels, right? And I still go back and forth from some traumas that I'm going through and then having those experiences there. But I definitely know like when we transcend these things that is when the new reality will start manifesting. And when we collectively get to that point, that's when this holographic you know, reflection will be a projection of whatever we're feeling. you know. And if we're all feeling free and liberated, that's what we're gonna see outside of us. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Oh, I would love to talk about that more. It's such a, a rich topic because in my own uh, soul saga and DNA, you know, talking about the Holocaust trauma, you know, talking about also, you know, the German trauma, mm. you know, I mean, that was also central to my, my, my inner personal liberation journey. So yeah. that's, that's a whole topic in itself. Definitely. But it is very, so just, it's kind of woven um, directly into, into the core of this, this, uh, this test or this, yeah, this intense time that we're in. Seriously, you really in, in, encapsulate the intensity in your in your chapter, you know, and that's just the beginning. So the other, just to let everybody know, the the other parts of this chapter is in graduating from the third dimension, uh, age of beliefs, illusion, and deception, the dawn of the Aquarian age, fifth dimensional creator souls, you know, and, and basically it is that journey, really. So it's pretty awesome. Like in that many words, you've really created a modality really not just providing people information but taking them on a journey to reconnect with their fifth dimensional selves it's pretty cool uh, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. yes so i wanted to share my favorite part that you already said but i want to say it again and maybe we'll close out like this but i know that there was something you mentioned earlier and you said we'll talk about that later i didn't get what it was but i want to make sure we cover everything <laughs> you want to go over do you remember yes i do remember so going back to 2012 when the mayan calendars ended and the mayan calendars i one of my best friends is a, a mayan cosmologist from guatemala and his family uh they're, they're they're they live deep in the jungles of guatemala have been administering the mayan calendars all the way going back to atlantis so he basically explained it so perfectly because people got confused. It's like, wait a minute, the world was supposed to end at the end of the Mayan calendar, but here we are, I don't see the difference, you know? Well, we had, the world was ending. That 3D cube was, you know, that phase was complete. And then we had a nine year cycle from 2012 up until essentially now. 
and these nine years were sort of like a completion. And we have new calendars that are now beginning, but we're really still in that in between the paradigm ages. We're on the bridge. We're on the bridge, right? We're literally on the bridge. There is there is first this this sort of like this timeline bifurcation has to take place, and then a world is built here, and as probably assimilation is going to build over there. What have you? We need to be concerned with the five D. It was during that window in um, from 12, 12, 2012 to 12, 21, 2012, where I received a very powerful download. Um, and it came through the fourth dimension in form of a light shaft. And I was basically told by, I don't know, my oversoul, my team, that I'm here to help people, um, to anchor people in what the word soul purpose wealth came through, soul purpose wealth. And I'm like, soul purpose wealth? You know, I mean, I was always on the sort of more, I had huge poverty, you know, agreements and poverty, you know, gosh, money was really not something I wanted anything to do with it because I never wanted anything to do with the greed and the corruption that comes with it. The old paradigm mm-hmm. money, you know, like, no, <laughs> no, I, 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 so I, I got, I got very, very good at living of love and light. And you're never there. So, but but material realm was not my my mastery until I really understood that it has to actually become an integrated expression um, of the love. Because if I am avoiding the material, then 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 I'm avoiding also a huge part of my manifestation module. So, soul purpose was was born during that galactic harmonic portal. And I decided, even though I didn't know enough about it, that I was going to learn everything that I could about essentially this formula of like, first, it's about that soul embodiment, which is the feminine, the being, right? Who you are at the core. The purpose is the masculine mission, the motivation. Without one or the other, you know, it's also the sacred union, you know, soul, Mm. you know, purpose. And really having that dynamic of the being and the mission and the purpose really interwoven and then equals wealth. And so the stand that I take in the 5D, 4D conversation when we're going, I want to be at your event in March. That's amazing. Congratulations. I definitely want to be there as a vendor or whatever, however I can support your event. Um, The stand that I take in that conversation is that I basically say, um, that the system owes us you know we are we've had to give so much of our life force energy our money mm-hmm. our our brain our bodies you know many of our galactic sisters you know we've had hijacked rooms you know i mean we gave we gave um consciously unconsciously so all of this that we have sacrificed that was taken from us and also extorted from us it's got to be rebalanced, right? Energy is never lost. And so the, the, the new earth stewards, you know, calibrate yourself for some unbelievable wealth. Cal- calibrate yourself to be a multimillionaire, not needing to know how you're going to be that. Cal- calibrate yourself to be a billionaire because that energy wants to come through you and then funnel, be funneled out into the world creation of 5D. And so this is essentially the, the gist of what I got to see in the last nine years as I, as I accepted my, my role to anchor soul purpose wealth. Mm. Beautifully said, thank you. Um, the whole concept of the system owes us, you know, that's very, very interesting. And, you know, and it's said in a, in, in a way where it's not like you owe me, like it's more like, yeah, we put in so much energy into this and we've been so doubtful and self-hatred yes. and lack of confidence, insecure, that we still feel like we're doing something wrong, even though we're like within this system that's really challenging, you know? You it's, said it's it, really, yes. Yeah. You know what it has sure. to do? It has to do with the not enough. This greed system that is essentially like ruled this planet, right? Yeah. Uh, this greed conglomerate, greed, greed, greed has indoctrinated us that we are not enough, you know? People with money never have enough time. People with time don't have money, you know? Like, you're not enough, mm-hmm. right? You're not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough. Scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. So right. the, the universe is abundant. 
the universe is abundant. So if we don't shed along with that emotional trauma, also the scarcity programming, then we will be not given as much of these potentials to also be the steward of the new earth. Does that make sense? Because many yes. of our spiritual you know, brothers and sisters, we have had, we didn't want it to, like myself, we didn't want it to be in that money game. Completely understandable. But the times are different now. In 40, please step into the abundance flow, right? Like, like, like really, really try to sort of like in, incorporate that into your, into right. your ascension protocol. Right. And as you said, with the billionaire example, abundance wants to express through us. Yes. It's an energy that wants to be experienced infinitely in many ways, you know, so. Exactly. Yes. Thank you so much, Sabine. And so we're going to close up in a few here, but just a couple of comments also on what you just said. And then I want to hand it back to you to, you know, just leave us with some words today. And then what I'll do is I want to close this out with my favorite paragraph from your, from your, um, your article and then we'll we'll be done but you said you were saying like we're in the transitory phase and this is what that um, really connected with with me is the whole yuga cycle concept you spoke about twenty six thousand years um between um the last yuga cycle that ended and this yuga cycle every yuga cycle there's a 200 year transitory phase and we're actually right at the end of the 200 year phase right now about to move into this new one so you know that was a huge dot connector right there and then also the balance between, you know, you said the balance between the masculine feminine purpose and mission, um, you know, linearity is not bad, but we kind of like a lot of us spiritualists, this is part of the bypassing kind of may look at the linearity as a negative because of its role that it's had in this wounded society, right? But it made, to me, connected this dot that um, the universe, you know how they say the language of the universe is math, right? Um, so, but math and music have the same intervals and are the same harmonics. It's just math is the linear way of it and music is the creative way, but it's the same language expressed in two forms, you know? So it's, to me, it's like what, what you're talking about here is a marriage between the linear aspect of this world that we've been in and, you know, this more feminine energy, I guess, this creative force energy, the purpose energy, so that we can really come together in unity rather than going from one extreme to another. Beautiful, beautiful, yes. So, okay, let's give it up to you. Would you like to share anything with us? What else are you up to? Do you have any other projects that you're gonna be doing? Um, do you wanna go ahead and let everybody know your website as well? And then please do leave us with some words and then I'm gonna read right from this right here. Wow, beautiful. Yes, so um, you, people can find me at soulpurposewealth.com, soulpurposewealth.com. Um, I want to say that I don't have really, um, um, programs or sort of solutions for the masses. Uh, I want to say real quick why that is the case. Um, the calibration as we are sending, you know, to 5D heaven, you know, there are different, there are different words for it. Um, is, is on a one-by-one one basis. It's on a one-by-one one basis. We don't ascend at wholesale level and we don't get to heaven at wholesale level. It's one by one. So I've already known 30 years ago that if I help one soul, if I help one soul to become an integral, I don't care how many followers they mm -hmm. have on Instagram. I don't, I don't, I've never made a post on Instagram. People come to me based on my vibrational congruency, the integrity of my world, my being, and I don't have to actually do any of those old paradigm marketing, that would be very, very depleting, annoying, and exhausting to me. So I play the whole, in quote, unquote, game very, very differently by working deeply with highly aligned souls, um, you know, either on helping them find out who they are using the epigenetic maps, human design, jinkies, and or also helping them build like what I have, which is basically a platform that is completely the expression of my soul's purpose. And when that happens, peace, peace, prosperity, and, and the struggle kind of ceases. Does that make sense? Because now mm -hmm. it's very clear. I know who I am. I know my purpose. And I'm going to just continue to do the best that I can, putting one, one, one foot in front of the other uh, without trying to sort of like, you know, be 
be niching and be, you know, I don't worry about ideal client and, and all of that stuff. It's a vibrational thing. So if this is of interest to you, then definitely you can um, reach out to me. Um, I will be hosting um, more 5D life retreats. Um, I launched earlier in April an incredible retreat where uh, in a small intimate container, we're actually really road mapping a person's you know, life theme in, and, and really acti activating their 5D out of shadow into their light frequency expression using the, the genealogy of their soul. And so those will be hosted, I will be hosting uh, from here on forward, at least two a year in Sedona and also beautiful oh, California. Um, and huh. then I do my animal council retreats. Uh, and you may actually, maybe we need to kind of have a conversation. So yeah, the council retreats are always at the winter eclipse every year. So we started in 2019 and the council comes together forecasting the next year, like really intuiting, like, what's happening and because we're gathering at these eclipses always the winter eclipse leading into the next year you know it's like what you said earlier we write the way right we don't get kind of caught by surprises we're stabilizing we're right right in the way so i know even though we don't have a lot of eyeballs and by the way that was by design um we are doing incredible stabilization work at those junctions at the great uh, conjunction we did we had mm -hmm. We had our animal gathering. So this year we're, meet, we're meeting um, at a retreat center in the, in the Yosemite. The winter eclipse is earlier wow. this year, November 7th through the 7th and 8th. So if you, wherever you are, keep that in mind. That is a huge, huge peak experience from what um, astrologers are saying. It may actually even be the end of this sort of, sort of phase that we've been in for the last couple of years. It may mm. literally be that launching pad. And so this is a very, very important thing that I always do as well. Um, this is not business related or anything like that. This is also helping me personally by surrounding mm. myself with soul seers, my galactic Mayan uh, cosmology friend, Tata Jose is always part of it as well. Uh, so it's a powerful retreat. Amazing. I actually spend a lot of time in Sedona and in... Um... Uh, San Diego. So those are the two places you're going to be at. So I would love to check out one of your retreats. Amazing, right? Yes, let's let's do that. Mm -hmm. Let's collaborate more. That would be awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Sabine, thank you so much. Honestly, this conversation has been extremely inspirational and just like, and when you hear the part that I chose here, you can see that that even the part of your your chapter is like just the one that's really inspirational to me. But just your energy, everything that you contribute, your vast amounts of knowledge, and you're embodying this, I really see it in you, you know? And I just want to say thank you so much for doing what you do and just being who you are and your presence and being here on the show. I appreciate you. So much appreciation and gratitude to you. Thank you so much, Neon, and, and your beautiful community. Can't wait to can synergize more in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to have a conversation really quick about all the different things I would love to connect with you on because Beautiful. you're doing some amazing things. I would love to showcase you on some events. We have some conferences coming up, so we'll connect about that. Wow, awesome. All right, so here we go. I'm going to read this part here, guys. And just to remind everybody, the book is in not only pinned in the chat right now if you're on YouTube, but it's also in the description of the podcast and also on the description of the YouTube video. So go ahead and take a look there. It's on Amazon. And when I was reading through this, this part really stuck out, stood out to me. So we're going to, I'm going to read this here and then we're going to close out for today. So thank you all so much for just tuning in, joining. And if you are on YouTube and you want to start checking out our podcast, that would really help us out. We're attempting to get that off the ground. You, and if you leave us reviews on our podcast, five stars or whatever stars you feel, that's how we get seen by more people. So um, check out Portal to Ascension Radio pretty much on all podcast platforms. So this is the first part of the darkening of light by the chapter by Sabine entitled Navigating the Fourth Dimension. Born from the ashes, we did not come here to go up in flames. We did not train for thousands of lifetimes to sell our soul. The most precious asset of all there is and will ever be. And by God, we did not come to buy into the same old stories. Oh no, we came to see. 
and see it all the way through. First we ache, then we arc. We receive revelations our loved ones can't can conceive like vessels of love. We hold archetypal space for the rebirth of the crystalline humans. We originate from love. We come from source. Thank you so much again, Sabine. Love you, appreciate you so much. Thank you for everybody tuning in. See you guys in the next live stream. Thank you.